you believe that there's a healing power in music? If you do, you're in good company. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. In the spotlight, a woman whose mantra is a quote from Plato. Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. She is a gifted singer-songwriter who grew up in a house full of music. The daughter of musicians, she started playing the piano at three and is classically trained. She's also someone who plays the guitar, the banjo, the dulcimer, the harp, you name it. She is the official troubadour of the state of Connecticut, which just happens to be the state where I grew up. Her name is Kayla Farnham, and this is her story. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great to be here. I asked you to bring your guitar, and it's sitting right there, ready to be played. Maybe you'll play us a tune later? Absolutely. What does the title of being the troubadour of Connecticut mean? What are your responsibilities? So as the state troubadour, you are the ambassador of music. And it is very much a self-made position. Really, the work is just bringing the healing power of music, the educational power to the community and making it more accessible to everybody in the state. Well, let's go back to the beginning of your story. Tell me about the first time, Kayla, you ever sang in front of someone. Do you remember what the song was? Do you remember where it happened? Tell me. My musical journey as a singer began quite a bit later than my musical journey as an instrumentalist. I started singing in high school, and that was the first time I sang in front of people. I had been very private before that. I had a lot of stage fright, so I would write songs and sing, but I wouldn't show it to anybody. Until I got into high school and I had a wonderful teacher in the chorus program who caught me singing one of my original songs. One day before class, I didn't know anyone was in the room, and she asked me to perform the song for a cabaret that we were putting on at the school. And I was terrified, but I said yes, and the rest is history. You know, I have a story I want to share with you. I had an opportunity to interview the daughter of Glenn Campbell, and she told me the story about how her mom and dad, she made them stand outside in the hallway, and she sang... God bless America in her bedroom with the door closed because she didn't want anyone to look at her. And they were out there going, wow, you know, she's pretty good. But she didn't have the confidence to sing in front of someone. How miraculous that just having that teacher say to you, you're really good at that, gave you the confidence to do it some more. Yeah, it's something about just giving that little boost of courage from somebody else so you know you're offering something to the world. It made all the difference. Well, let's go back to the instruments that you play because you play multiple instruments. Tell us all about it. I began playing on piano at a very young age. I started when I was three years old. I grew up in a musical family, so we had instruments all over the house from when my parents were a folk duo back in the day before they settled down and had kids and kind of backed away from it a bit. But I grew up in that environment, so I started playing the piano. My mom taught me a few little things when I was about three years old, went on to take classical piano lessons all the way through college. And from there, I branched out to several other instruments. So I I picked up the guitar. I started playing Celtic harp, which was another instrument that lived inside my home when I was growing up. 
and pretty much anything with strings I will play. So I have a dulcimer, I have banjo, I have ukulele. I dabble in a lot of different instruments. Uh, tell me days. a little bit about the difference between playing the piano and I, by the way, have just started playing again a couple of years ago, and I'm, I'm still not very good, I'm sorry to say. But there's a difference between playing keys and chords and strumming something. What comes more naturally to you? Do you have a love? I would have to say piano comes more naturally to me just because that's what I grew up with. It just makes sense to me, the, the whole physical motion of it and the way the keys are laid out. It's my first language musically. The guitar is a completely different technique, so there was definitely a learning curve there as I branched out into the stringed instruments. You know, you talk about your parents being a folk duo way back in the day. Did you know at an early age that singing, songwriting, playing an instrument was what you were going to do with the rest of your life? I really didn't. It came to me through a long process of falling in love with the art. So at first it was just something I did because it's what we did in my family. So I took lessons without giving it a second thought, but I wasn't really thinking of it as a career choice at the time. But I really fell in love with music, I would say, when I was maybe between 10 and 12, um, and I was getting into that age where you're feeling a lot of emotions and going through a lot. And with music being that first language of mine, it was the way that I learned to express and process those feelings. So it became a healing art for me. And I just I really fell in love with that process of growing through the creative process. Let's talk about your songwriting. Everybody has a process when it comes to songwriting. And I remember having a chat with Lori McKenna, Grammy winner, and she said, when I first got started, my songs were like bad kid poetry, which <laughs> seems hard to imagine for someone who wrote Humble and Kind, yeah. right? Or Girl Crush. <laughs> How did your songwriting begin? I would say I can certainly relate to the bad kid poetry. It was just kind of this messy outpouring of emotion for me. These days, I... I'll take a, a feeling or a theme, some kind of point that I want to get to in my song, and then I work the story to that kind of that chorus, that main point. I'm also thinking that sometimes songwriting is a way to express things that you can't really say out loud or in person. You're shaking your head, true? Yeah, absolutely. I think something about music, it just speaks to this universal human condition that is so hard to put to words in conversation or any other way. But when you put it to music and add that kind of vibration, that that uh, sonic background, you can really convey so much more emotion than you can with words alone. When you were growing up, did you listen to the radio a lot? And did you have uh, role models in music, people that you admired? Because of my background as a classical pianist, there's a real diverse array of artists that influenced me. So outside of the classical music, um, I did listen to the radio, and my parents, being folk singers, also loved Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan, Joan Baez. So I grew up on that folk music as well that really has become a big inspiration for me. It's so interesting. When I hear you say that, I feel like maybe you were born at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel you know, that way. I, I could see you with your with guitar on your back doing Woodstock, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally different time in the world. Mm. Take us back then, if you could, to your childhood years. And you've mentioned your parents so fondly about, you know, the fact that they were folk singers. 
Give us a snapshot of what life was like in your house when you were growing up. Music playing all the time, very creative. I'm painting a picture, but it should be yours. Go ahead. Yeah. The house was filled with musical instruments for me to explore. And my parents, they were so focused on that role that they didn't play music as much. But I do remember going out and and seeing my mom perform from time to time. And in the home, that kind of flowed through me naturally, I think. And I found my way creatively, not just through music, but any sort of art form was encouraged. So I loved storytelling and prose. I loved writing poetry. I was just creating all the time. What was the message in your house? You know, I can tell you that when I was growing up, my mom was a very independent woman and she worked full time. And it was back at a time when not a lot of women worked full time. And I learned that it was important for me to stand on my own two feet. What was the message for you as the daughter of musicians in your house? I think they gave me a real appreciation for the artistic path that not everybody receives. It's often one of those things that parents will say, oh, that's not a real job, you know, go go, go to college and do something that's going to earn you money. But my parents understood the value of art and how important that is to the human soul. And they were so supportive along the way. Brothers? Sisters? I had two brothers. One of them was a half-brother, so a little bit older than me. But I did grow up with one brother who also was musical, a classical pianist. So he followed a similar path to me growing up before branching off. How about college? Did you go to school? I did. I started studying music performance. And then I wound up doing a double major with psychology because I had this fascination with the human condition that I was exploring through the arts. And I finally finished my degree in human services. Where'd you go to school? Uh, UMass Amherst. Fantastic. At what point did you make that big decision that you were going to earn a living as a musician? To be honest, I just kind of fell into it. It wasn't a big decision. I had been working at a local restaurant at the time. and The old don't quit your day job. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was holding on to that for support while I was starting to go out and perform. But eventually, I just took a little time off from working and just plunged full-time in, going out to open mics and performing everywhere I could. And from there, it just that was a springboard. People would just come up to me and ask me to play for their college programs, for their musical theater programs. I started working at several churches, and I was gigging constantly, and I just... One day I woke up and I realized I didn't have to go back (laughs) to the day job. Let's focus on performance. You step out onto a stage. Kayla, what happens? So for me... What a beautiful smile you just had. You were just like taking yourself right out there. Yes. (laughs) You were. Yeah. For me, performing is all about tuning into my purpose And what I can offer with the gifts I have and the skills I've grown into that is going to make a difference for other people. So for me, performance, it starts with almost a meditation where I just tune into all of this that I've learned throughout my life and through the artistic process. And then when I go on stage, it's not about performance for me. It's not about putting on a show or putting on an act. It's about offering that healing energy, that connective energy. That's well, your songwriting is beautiful, and it's very deep. And I'm wondering, do you get a connection with the audience when you are on that stage? Absolutely. 
that's really the joy of performance for me is feeling that deep connection that you can't achieve in the same way without music. At least for me, that's always been the language to really connect on that deep universal level. Well, speaking of your universal level and connecting with people, the list of accolades for you is long. Connecticut State Troubadour, Falcon Ridge Emerging Artist, Great American Song Contest finalist, winner of the Rose Garden Performing Songwriter Contest, the RISA Performing Songwriter Contest. So there's been a lot of success that has come your way. When you are writing a song, what is your inspiration? Where do you go to get your ideas for your songs? I would say I draw from a few different places. Sometimes it is deeply personal, and I'm digging into that personal healing journey and then finding a way to share that with others. But I love to read. I love mythology. I love fairy tales. Um, Yeah. So I love history. So I also find myself drawing from stories that I've encountered along my journey and finding a way to translate that and the lessons that you can learn from it into music. Well, you also work in a church, and you mentioned this earlier, but sharing your voice with a congregation and singing in a place of faith, that's a different kind of an audience. It's a different kind of a vibe, and it's really good for your soul. Yes, absolutely. In church, it's not a performance at all. (laughs) It's all about connecting to spirit It's almost a meditation when I sing. I work at the UU Church in Westboro, Mass. And so a lot of the music that we do is it's either social justice themed or more along that meditative line where it's it's really a spiritual practice in itself. How many songs have you written? Oh, my goodness. I I don't think I could even tell you, honestly. Hundreds. 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 (laughs) Do you keep journals of your songs? I do. As the digital age has advanced, a lot of it is now on on a phone or in the computer. But um, I have journals and journals full of songs that I wrote. One of my favorite stories to tell, and I'll tell this to you because you're such a great songwriter. I sat down with James Taylor many years ago, and he will always be one of my very favorite songwriters. And he said that he gets ideas for his songs in phrases. And he keeps a little pad of paper in his back pocket of his jeans and a pencil or a pen in one pocket and this little pad in the other. And when a phrase comes to him, he just writes it down on the piece of paper. And then once a week or whenever the spirit moves him, he takes those pieces of paper and he puts them on a table and he says, I bring them home. Isn't that so interesting? Mm, And he said his wife learned long ago to never throw away pieces of paper that are in his pocket. Can you identify (laughs) with that? I also had another songwriter tell me, and she's quite a famous Grammy-winning songwriter, and she said, whenever I have a dream and I wake up with a lyric, I have to make sure I've got something by my bed so I can write it down. And she truly believes that God sends these incredible creative ideas And if I don't take them, he might give them to another songwriter. (laughs) You're shaking your head. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can relate to that experience. Some of the songs I've written, it just, I didn't write them. You know, like they just fell out. They it, it poured through me, and I was just you know the person writing it down on the page. But it came from somewhere else completely. Well, speaking of songs that pour through you, I wondered if you would be kind enough to play us a song today. Absolutely. I would love to. So we've been talking so much about music as 
a meditation and a spiritual practice. So I think I'm going to share a song that I wrote along those lines. This is a fairly new one. And I just played it at my church this weekend, actually. So this is a song that speaks to, I guess, the beauty of the mind, body, and soul and the strength that we all have within ourselves. Well, this is Kayla Farnham, and the name of the song is? This is Ancient Vessel. Is an ancient vessel traveled by four centuries. She creaks and moans, aches and groans, yet carries on so steadfastly. That constructs a world for me to see With atlases and diagrams Poems and philosophies Oh my intellect, oh my intellect Oh my intellect, I thank you Kayla Farnham on the story behind her success. Thank you so much. What a beautiful song. Thank you. I love that falsetto way up there, too. Really nice. <laughs> Thank you mm-hmm. so much. You're working on a musical project with a focus on female empowerment and historically impactful women in New England. Tell us about it. Yes. So with the Connecticut Troubadour position, I decided I wanted to do something specifically highlighting Connecticut folks and also just empowered women in general. I think that's such an important theme these days. 
So I'm currently working on a project where I'm doing character sketches of different women, different trailblazers in the state and also across the country, just to highlight these stories of empowerment. I think that can be so helpful in our own journeys just to see other people who have accomplished so much. Well, I do think that we all stand on each other's shoulders, and it's great for young women to hear these stories as well, right? Yes, absolutely. This is a tough business, and there is rejection. How do you hold on to the passion when times are tough or when you feel as if you're not making the kind of headway you want to make or your song isn't received the way you want it to? How do you stay focused and inspired? For me, it always comes back to that sense of purpose. And as long as I am making a difference for someone it's worth it because I can think of so many times where one song or one person has made such a big difference in my life. And if I'm making that impact on even just one person, for me, it's worth it to keep going. What is the magic of music? The magic of music is in its healing power. You know, I've been studying what's called Nada Yoga, the yoga of sound. And the premise of this is that all of life comes down to vibrations, and vibration is sound, music is vibration. And so music is the essence of life. Last three questions we ask everybody who sits where you are, and thank you once again for coming in from Connecticut and gifting us with your beautiful story and your beautiful voice. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? For me, it's all about persistence and trusting yourself, believing in yourself, it goes back to that theme of empowerment, that we have this strength inside us. And if we just keep working hard and keep learning and keep growing, we can overcome anything. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? And can you share that with our listeners today? Mm, I would say the best piece of advice that I received in regards to my music specifically was to write about the things that you're afraid to write about. So reaching into that core of the human experience and not being afraid to share it. But I think that can expand outside of music just to life itself, not being afraid to face the scary parts of living and just come face to face with it. And that's that's the key to overcoming Final question. At this moment and in this chapter in your life, what does success mean to you? How do you define it? To me, success means making a positive difference in the world around me. I think that's the best anyone can really do is to tune into your gifts and find a way to transform that into something that's going to serve those around you. And that's the story behind her success for this week. My thanks to Connecticut State troubadour Kayla Farnham for sharing her story with us. Check out her website, KaylaFarnham.com. Follow her on Instagram at Kayla Farnham and on Facebook at Kayla Farnham Music. I'm always on the lookout for the next woman to profile. So if you have someone in mind, will you please let me know? Just go to my website, CandyOterry.com. That's Candy with a Y, O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. Give the show a follow on your favorite podcast platform. And please tell your friends and your family about the show. Leave a review if you'd be so kind, and I will have a new and inspiring story for you next week. When we share our stories, no matter where we are in this great big world, we provide a roadmap towards success. What's your story? I can't wait to hear it.